Hello folks, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, for the last 2,000 years, every generation has talked about the return of Jesus Christ. But what is it about today that makes it so different from other generations? Stay tuned, you're about to find out. Welcome back, folks. Today is our last interview with my dear friend, Pastor Billy Richards. And we're asking the question, what makes it so different today than from other generations, the second coming of Christ and that preaching? You know, there's no other generation that has had Russia, Iran, and Turkey form a coalition. There's no other generation that has Mystery Babylon have 53 descriptions totally fulfilled like we have in the United States of America. There's no generation yet that has had the gospel spread around the world through television and internet and social media like it is today. So we're going to invite you now to join us for our last segment with the interview with Pastor Billy Richards, and we're going to point out things that no other generation has ever had fulfilled until now. So welcome to Toronto, Ontario, Church on the Queensway with Pastor Billy Richards, and you are there. Rick, in chapter 11 of your book, I want to ask you this question. You're talking about the shedding of innocent blood is the tipping point that forces God's hand, judgment, and so forth. What I wrote down here is, I need you to explain this to us. Okay. Um, the tipping point is where God says enough is enough. I'm going to judge it. Now this is what happens in Babylon. This is what happens in this seventh nation. She must be deposed before the new world order comes in. So we look for all of these signs in scripture that these prophets have written down and warned us. They're all here. But the tipping point, the tipping point is the shedding of innocent blood. In... Um, when, when Cain killed Abel, it says in Genesis 4.10 that Abel's blood cried up from the ground. That blood has a voice. In Numbers 35, three, uh, 33, it says, If you shed the innocent blood of man, by man shall your blood be shed. In other words, God will raise somebody else up to shed your blood if you shed his children's blood. This is a divine principle in Scripture. Um, Numbers 30, 35, 34 says, Defile not the land that the Lord has given you. When you shed innocent blood, it defiles the land. And Leviticus 
18, it warns, do not give your child unto Moloch. Do not sacrifice your child to the God of Moloch. That's Baal worship. You know, in 2 Kings 24, 3, King Manasseh is the, God, is, is the king that murdered his uncle, Isaiah. Sawed him right in half. And Isaiah was prophesying to him and, and, and warned him, you're, you're sacrificing your children to the God of Moloch and God's going to judge it. They didn't want to hear this. King Manasseh didn't want to hear this. So he, so he, had, he had Isaiah sawn asunder. But it says, Manasseh filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Jeremiah came and prophesied and said, this is it. Judgment is coming. Now Josiah, Josiah read the books of, of the Old Testament and he stopped the shedding of innocent blood in the land. He got 40 years reprieved from the Lord. The Lord said, I'm not going to judge it in this generation because you've obeyed my voice, but the next generation I'll judge it. He went 40 years, no shedding of innocent blood, but once he passed away, Jeremiah rose up, Zedekiah started shedding innocent blood again. Jeremiah went to him, said, you cannot do this, judgment is coming, Babylon's going to come and judge our nation. Zedekiah threw him in a cistern, said, we don't want to hear this. King Nebuchadnezzar's men came, they took Zedekiah's children, and they killed every one of them in front of them. Then they burned his eyes out and they led him out to Babylon because he was shedding innocent blood in the land. It's the final tipping point. Now, the good news is this. <laughs> the nation can be defiled, but 2,000 years ago, innocent blood was shed for us. If you have shed innocent blood or been involved in it, you can ask Jesus to apply that innocent blood to you and you can be forgiven. But the nation must be judged according to Scripture. So it's not a matter of, is God going to judge the nation that sheds innocent blood, this providential nation? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And the fact that I'm on national television sharing this tells me that we're getting a lot closer then when I first received that revelation, that was 34 years ago. We were talking about the descriptions of Babylon. The 47th description of Babylon is that she has written warnings. We've given all these, all these warnings in Scripture. These are all written by men. This is, this is not Rick warning. This is the Bible. This isn't me speaking. This is the Word of God speaking. So it's all in here if you want to read it. It's all there. But he also says, I will give you verbal warnings in Revelation 18.04 and Jeremiah 51.14. He says, I'll fill her with people and they will raise up a shout. There is a bride of Christ in North America mm. that needs to raise up a shout, stand on the word, because judgment is coming, but so is our redemption. The 49th descriptions, there will be prophets within Babylon. According to uh, Revelation 18.24 and Jeremiah 51. There will be prophetic voices in America warning her before she goes down. And they will raise up a shout. That's the 50th description. And now the 51st description is the woman will be hated by the Antichrist spirit. 
this woman, this seventh nation, the world will hate her, but what they will hate is the Judeo-Christian protocol that's within her. They will not only hate the woman for what America used to stand for, but those in Babylon will hate the church for what we stand for. Uh, and the, the believers inside will be persecuted. We're just experiencing verbal persecution now, but not physical. And finally, the 53rd description is that the woman will support Israel until the day of her judgment. Wow. She will support Israel until the day of her now, judgment. I, wanna, I, I, I have this written down. What do you mean by the 33rd description that America is a young lion? Okay, uh, we talked okay. about uh, the major prophets in the Bible. They were all visited by angels. The fourth major prophet is the prophet Ezekiel. And Ezekiel um, prophesied that there would come a war in Israel called the Gog-Magog War. And that, that war has not taken place yet. He called, uh, he called, now ethnologists will tell us, you look in, you look in the scripture and Ezekiel talks about the different families that will rise up. Ethnologists have located the areas where those families moved to after uh, the flood. And those now are geographical regions or nations. So ethnologists tell us that Ezekiel prophesied that Iran and Iraq, Russia, Turkey, Ethiopia, and Libya someday will come down upon the northern mountains of Israel and attack Israel. This has not happened yet. And then there will be a group of allied nations, Israel, Saudi Arabia, France, Italy, Spain, Tarshish, and the young lions of Tarshish. The young lions of Tarshish is the young lions of Spain and England, which would include Canada and the USA. Right. So that's where we get that she, the young lions would be Canada and the USA that will stand up with Israel in that war and say, what have you come? Why, why are you coming against Israel? Now, in that war, it talks about the result. Five, six of the aggressor nations will be destroyed in that war on the Golan Heights. Five, six of their armies will be burnt with fire. But something else happens. It says, uh, they who dwell carelessly in the isles will also be burnt with fire. Now that is carelessly in the isles or carelessly in the coastlands. There's only one nation that dwells carelessly in the Bible, and it's Babylon. It's Latter-day Babylon. She dwelleth carelessly in the isles. So we connect the Gog-Magog war when Russia and Iran get burnt. Now, traditional prophecy teachers will not teach this. Traditional prophecy teachers teach that everything's going to happen over there. It's like we don't even exist. We're the richest, most powerful nation in the world. We're in covenant. We're created through covenant. We control the whole world, but, but you just can't find America in the Bible. I do not believe that. I do not believe that whatsoever. Um, the word carelessly here is the word beta in, in the Hebrew. She dwells carelessly. 
And from the dictionary of Old Testament, it means it's the status of a people who believe that they can never be attacked. She dwells carelessly. She says in her heart, I sit a queen and will see no sorrow. Well, according to this, she who dwells carelessly is going to be burnt with fire the same day that Gog and Magog are burnt with fire. And, and I just want to interrupt you here. I think a lot of theologians until 9-11 were in the dark. I think of 9-11, and I, I don't even like talking about 9-11, but it really did wake us up to the end times. We thought in North America, the Americans and the Canadians and the Mexicans, we were immune. Yes. Okay. But I think uh, even during COVID, it has shown us how small the world is. The pandemic hit everybody. Yes. Um, a war can hit everybody. I mean, you know, I just talked to an army guy in the States a few, where they're terrified of North Korea right now. And they're terrified of China and stuff like this and so forth. The world is a lot smaller. Yes, it is. And, and the concept that we could never be um, attacked or burnt is one of the signs that she, uh, Babylon says within her heart, I see the queen and she'll see no sorrow. People can't conceive that we could be attacked. Now here's, here's a, a, another thing. Can a nation be birthed in a day and fulfill prophecy? Absolutely. May 14th, 1948, Israel was birthed in a day. But can a nation be destroyed in an hour? According to scripture, Babylon's destroyed in an hour by fire. Can a nation be destroyed by fire? Absolutely. Technology has caught up with Bible prophecy. No longer is this book that everyone, that a lot of people laugh at, this book is way ahead of its time. He calls the end from the beginning. We already know what's coming. For okay. surely the Lord will do nothing except he reveal it unto his servants, the prophets. Now, everybody at home is sitting there saying, Billy, ask this question. <laughs> ask it. Are you, Rick, I'm going to ask it. Bring Afghanistan into this situation right now because this is very relevant. I mean, the, the United States of America and Canada and Britain and everything, we had the Taliban running. And all of a sudden, in 11 days, we're, we're flying out of there as fast as we can. Okay. Um, you know, when the Biden administration took over, they made major changes in, in uh, policy. One of the policy changes that they made was the Trump administration had decided that no other flag would fly, fly in the embassies or in the military posts except the U.S. flag. The flag that says, in God we trust, one nation under God. That's the flag. When Biden got in, something happened. They decided that they would fly the rainbow flag underneath the U.S. flag. So the flag that says in God we trust, one nation under God, has a rainbow flag that says in God we defy. We defy the morals. We defy the moral protocol. We defy one nation under God. In fact, we, def we, we defy God. What happened with the Biden administration? 
Jeremiah 51.30 says, The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. They have remained in their holds. Their might hath failed. They have become as women. Do you know why the, the U.S. military now is being taught uh, gender equality while they're leaving a nation and handing them billions of dollars of military equipment that those people want to use to kill us with. And they just walked away from it. What's going on in America? What kind of thinking a 10-year-old child wouldn't do that? But the Biden administration did. And this is the answer. In Jeremiah 51, 57, God says, I will make drunk her princes, her wise men, her captains, her rulers, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep. Is this a sign that God has begun the judgment in America? Is 9-11 a sign? Is it a forerunner of things to come? According to Oral Roberts' vision, when he had that vision and he saw the blood, smoke, and vapor. Now, this is in 2004, I believe. The Lord spoke to him and said, 9-11 is a forerunner of things to come. It's a harbinger of things to come. In 1999, I wrote a book called Babylon Rising. On that book, I had a picture of the World Trade Center with a bomb going off behind it. I sold 12 copies worldwide of that book. <laughs> <laughs> that went over like a lead balloon. Nobody wanted to read it. But two years later, you know that cover? It happened. Now, I didn't see that with the vision. I didn't see that like that. But I know what God told me is coming to America. It's coming, and it's here. Judgment has begun in the house of the Lord. We need to judge ourselves first. The church needs to get those that are in the church, the believers, need to look at these seven churches and go, okay, if the nation's coming under judgment, it doesn't mean I have to come under judgment. If I judge myself, I will not be judged. And when you get into this book, Billy, this book is not written so that we can go around judging others. When you read this book, it reads you. When you examine it, it examines you. And this book is so that you can judge yourself and become more Christ-like towards others. So I'm not, I am not a Canadian who is down on America. I love the United States of America because without America, Canada would have no covering militarily. If a hostile nation came into Canada and said, we're going to take your oil reserves, we're going to take the Great Lakes, we're going to take your factories in Ontario... We have a limited military. We would make one phone call to, to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and within an hour, F-32 Raptors would be flying over our airwaves. And within 24 hours, soldiers would be crossing over our borders, willing to give their life for our freedom. This is what America was built upon a golden cup in the hand of the Lord on the seven continents of the world. So we, I love America, but we've got a problem. America has fallen spiritually. She's lost her mind. You know, the borders now in the southern states 
There's a million people pouring into a nation. A million. They're not, they're not documented. Some of them have COVID. They have no idea who they are. And in... Um, well, I was reading about this, Rick, where one person had been deported five times because of crimes and they keep coming back. They're, they just caught them the sixth time. I mean, it's chaos down there. It's total chaos. It's exactly, it's exactly what God said would happen to the leadership. He would hand them over to darkness. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. when he was judged, he, he said, look what I have done. Look at my kingdom. And, and the Bible says God handed them over to demonic, to the demonic realm. And he lost his mind. He went for um, seven years eating grass like an animal. It says, and they drove him into the, into the wilderness and they made him eat grass. Who are they? It's the principalities and powers that, that walk among us that, that, that the ancient prophets prophesied about and warned us. Now, Billy, it says that with this borders, the borders that yeah. are down, it, here is a prophecy to Babylon. This is, this is Jeremiah in 620 B.C. He says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The broad walls of Babylon shall utterly be broken, and her eye gates shall be burned with fire, and the people shall labor in vain. People are pouring into a nation, and the government isn't even doing anything. What they're doing is they're taking those people and they're putting them in red areas, red districts, hoping that they can get their vote for the next election and stay in power. But they don't care about the people at all that, that, the, about COVID, uh, what they're bringing terrorists in. This is what's happening right now in real time in America. The judgment isn't coming, it's begun. The falling away has become. And the Bible says, Come out of her, my people, be not partaker of her sins, for in one hour the big judgment will come. Rick, I'm amazed. For 40 years I've known you, and what's coming out of your mouth is just unbelievable. And where do you think we are right now? Billy, I think we're at uh, Revelation 17, 12. We have all 53 descriptions of America in the Bible. It's all described. And it says, And the beast and the ten horns who have not yet received power, right. who have not yet, we have not seen the transition yet. We're waiting for the 54th description. In Revelation 17, 16, it says, And the beast and the ten horns will hate the woman, and they will burn her with fire, for God has put into their hearts to fulfill his purpose and to do his will. We are not at that one-hour transition yet, but we, we might be coming to it a lot sooner than what I, what I even anticipate. When, when I see what's happened with, um, in Afghanistan, and you know there's six, seven scriptures in the Bible that describe that one hour, that one hour event. And that's what this book is. The hour that changes everything. Right. It's the hour where the seventh nation is deposed by the eighth nation. In Revelation 18, 8, it says in one hour she, she, she shall be gone. Revelation 18, 10, 17, 19, Revelation 14, 17, and Isaiah 47, 9 through 15. In one hour, this event will take place where, where the, the, the people who want a world without God will depose 
the nation that was built upon in God we trust. Right. Now there, there's, a, there's a silver liner lining in that. And that's where the church of Philadelphia comes in. Mm-hmm. And fi- the church of Philadelphia, those who are following the word instead of the herd, he says, I know thy works and you have little strength, but I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut. And I will keep you from the hour of trial that shall come upon the whole earth. I tie that hour of judgment with the hour of redemption. When the judgment comes down, the bride will go up. Welcome back, folks. I hope you've enjoyed my interview with Pastor Billy Richards of Church on the Queensway here in Toronto, Ontario. You know, many people shun prophecy and say that believers have been talking about the return of Christ ever since he left. And that statement is true. However, most people who make those claims have no clue of what events are happening today that are literally fulfilling prophecy right now under our noses. The understanding that the United States of America is perfectly described in Scripture is just one of those points of clarity that makes this generation totally different than any other. You know, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. You know, he was referring to you and me to Malachi 3.16. It says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. For they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked between him that serves God and him that serves not. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness rise with healing in his wings." And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. You know, a friend of mine named Joe was once witnessing to a non-believer, and he asked him, Tom, has your name been written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And Tom responded and said, I don't know, Joe, but I know I'm in the phone book. You know, you may be in the phone book, folks, but it's time to get your name in God's Book of Remembrance. Just join me and pray this prayer. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins of the past. Come into my heart and let your spirit of love, joy, and peace lead me into the future. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you've been born again. Let us know if you made that decision. We'd love to hear from you. And to those of you who are supporting us with your prayers and finances, we want to thank you for helping us get this prophetic word to those who have not heard the gospel spoken in such critical times as now. We pray that God will bless you and your family, that he will shine his face upon you and keep you, lead you, and direct you 
in every area of your life until that day when there is no dawning and the light of Christ will shine throughout eternity in His kingdom. This is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, and we're reminding you that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is alive, and He's coming back much sooner than many people think. We'll see you next week on Prophecy USA. Shalom.